Welcome to the Sports Experience. Da -da -da. Welcome to the Sports Experience, and today we're going to be doing another episode of What Happened. And today, in this episode of What Happened, we're going to be looking at the pits the collapse of the Pittsburgh Steelers and Antonio Brown's awful, crazy, wild demise. Now, for this What Happened, we have to go back to 2017 to examine the Pittsburgh Steelers' offense. <laughs> Okay, let's examine the 2017 Pittsburgh Steelers offense to find out the background of this awful collapse. In the backfield, you had the always dangerous Le'Veon Bell at running back, who was at the time in the running for one of the best running backs of all time and certainly of the decade. In 2017, he was selected to first-team All-Pro and his second Pro Bowl selection. He would run for almost 1,300 yards in 2017. Then, at the wide receiver position, you had the always fearsome Antonio Brown, the master of the toe-drag swag. Now, up until this point, Brown had been a stealer for his entire career since 2010, and he showed no signs of stopping. He had been chosen for four first-team All-Pro selections, as well as five Pro Bowl nominations. He's, he was a force to be reckoned with. AB would garner 1,533 yards in 2017 for an amazing 109 yards a game. A game! On the other side of the field, emerging rookie Juju Smith-Schuster had begun making a name for himself, receiving an astonishing 917 yards in his rookie season, while also splitting uh, receptions with Antonio Brown. And he's been proving to be a great number two for Antonio Brown at the time. Let's not forget the man throwing the ball to them, Big Ben Roethlisberger. In 2017, Big Ben threw for 4,251 yards, an amazing feat considering he was 35 at the time. All of this, coupled with the great offensive line, made the Steelers a force to be reckoned with and caused the league to be feared as one of the scariest offenses in the NFL. So, this, all of this would combine to the Steelers going 3-13 and and making the playoffs, having tied with the Patriots for the best record in the AFC. They would eventually lose in the divisional round to the 12-4 and Jaguars, shocked to many. But however, this was a time where the Jacksonville Jaguars were known as Saxonville, so it wasn't like the Steelers lost to a nobody. Everybody assumed that the Steelers would be back next season. I mean, they had just gone 13-3. The Steelers were also coming off a 2016 season where they had made it to the conference championship game. So that means they had made two straight playoff runs in two years. However, there were some glaring cracks in the Steelers system, ones that left unaddressed could lead to catastrophe. The catastrophe is probably the correct word to describe what was about to happen to the Steelers. Which is why in this, in this edition of What Happened, we'll be going over the inevitable demise of Antonio Brown, one of the league's best wide receivers, and the collapse of the Pittsburgh Steelers, who used to be one of the best offenses and teams in the league. <laughs> The first crack to emerge was in 2017, in the early goings of the 2016 season. The Steelers had just beaten the Chiefs in a divisional round, and were going to the conference championship game against the Patriots. In the locker room, Antonio Brown began live-streaming the team's celebration to Facebook Live. This is against league policy, and it also didn't help that Mike Tomlin let a pretty strong curse word directed at the Patriots. So essentially, AB had just illegally live-streamed his coach cursing out the team that they'd play the following week. Brown was then fined the next week. So, you know, all was good. He learned from his mistakes, probably, and nothing else happened again. Fast forward to the next crack in the Steelers system, again involving Antonio Brown. 
which is why his name is mentioned in the title. In a 2018 incident, Antonio Brown and Big Ben began arguing during a Wednesday practice before a crucial Week 17 game, which would determine their seed in the playoffs if they would have a high seed or a low seed. Apparently, the argument got so heated that Big Ben threw a football at AB. It's probably not the most effective weapon, considering the guy literally makes a living off of catching footballs. But, you know, I guess it was the closest thing to Big Ben. So, AB skipped team practices in a protest, refusing to show up. So, AB was benched for their crucial Week 17 game. The Steelers won narrowly by only four points against the Browns, but it appeared to everyone and their mother that something was afoot. In February of 2019, AB declared that it was time to move on and demand a trade. The next month, Le'Veon Bell held out of the 2019 season in a contract dispute. The Steelers chose to let him walk in free agency, meaning one of the best running backs in the league was gone. Just like that. Then, the same month, Antonio Brown was traded to the Raiders. And there goes Antonio Brown. From this point on, we'll be focusing on the demise of Antonio Brown specifically. But for reference, the Steelers would go 9-6-1 next season, not making the playoffs. Big Ben would become injured the next season, which was last season, when the Steelers would not make the playoffs, going 8-8. Eight and eight. Big Ben would be, um, Duck Hodges and Mason Rudolph were forced to step in for him. Juju Smith-Schuster would end up going, getting injured for a couple of weeks. Juju has not been the same receiver since, as he struggles to adapt being the number one wide receiver in a new Steelers system. The Steelers' future is in major jeopardy. Now let's move on to focus on Antonio Brown's collapse. Let's shift gears and focus on Antonio Brown and let a demise that would cause us all to go, wait a minute, what? He did that? So yes, let's shift gears. Now on the Raiders, AB seemed, you know, as good as new. One problem, he didn't like his helmet. Yes, his helmet. New league rules banned him from wearing his old helmet, which AB did not like. So Antonio Brown did what any reasonable person would do and... What's that? Oh, you think he just sucked it up and wore the dang thing? No, no, not at all. He threatened to retire. He th- actually threatened to retire over a helmet. In response, the NFL said, fine, retire, see what happens. The NFL had called AB's bluff, so Antonio Brown did some digging, got a fan to sell him a custom-made helmet within league regulation, but also a helmet model that he liked. So everything was fine. AB was ready to play. He was going to torch the AFC West, and he got frostbite. You got to be kidding me. So yeah, Antonio Brown decided to go into cryptotherapy, where you essentially freeze your pain. One problem, he didn't wear the proper foot gear, so his feet got severely frostbitten. But Antonio Brown recovered in time for week one. Yes, finally, everything was good to go. He could finally just play football. The thing he got paid $50 million to play, and he almost fought the general manager. Yep, so basically Mike Mayock, the Raiders general manager, began arguing with Antonio Brown about him missing practices and team meetings. So Antonio Brown threatened to hit Mayock in the face. Then A.V. punted a ball, saying, now find me for that. And Antonio Brown then posted the fine to Instagram. Oh my gosh. So now, A.V. was in hot water, but A.V. issued an emotional apology to his teammates, and now he was all good. Everything was a-okay. A.V. could finally play football again, and now, no. He eagerly recorded a phone call. That's right, he illegally recorded a phone call with his head coach, John Gruden, and posted it to YouTube. Wow. But it gets better, because then the Raiders fined A.B. $250,000 for contract, for, um, for con- uh, what does that word? Uh, conduct detrimental to the team. Conduct detrimental to the team. And voided all of his guarantee money, which means they're paying Antonio Brown zero dollars. 
So AB demanded a trade, which he was going to get anyway. I mean, a release, which he was going to get anyway. And a release he got. The Raiders released Antonio Brown, owing him no money at all. But it got a lot worse, because he signed with the Patriots. It sounded like Belichick had masterminded this idea. He was the person behind this. The Grand King looking down on his subjects. And who... Who else was going to keep Antonio Brown in line other than Bill Belichick? Surely his hard-knock ways and no-nonsense attitude would keep Antonio Brown in line. Nope, because then Antonio Brown was accused of multiple sexual harassment claims and rape. So the Patriots released Antonio Brown after just one game where he caught a touchdown pass, and that was it. Antonio Brown is now a free agent who has been suspended for eight games the upcoming season, and possibly more if the rape investigation finds him guilty. Oh, and he also assaulted a truck driver, but I really don't want to get into that right now. So here we are. Antonio Brown has is being eyed by the Seahawks and the Ravens as potential landing spots. Wherever he does land, he'll have to be suspended for at least eight games, or possibly more. And now, the Steelers have an injured, aging Big Ben, and Juju Smith-Schuster still adjusting to that number one wide receiver role, which is all that remains of that one's powerful offense. Le'Veon Bell is currently in the Jets, who is struggling to get past Adam Gase's a uh, poor play call, pr- poor play calling system, and it's currently not blossomed, especially with that awful O line for the Jets. So now, here we are. The only thing that can be really learned from this is that flying high does not mean that you cannot crash. That is so inspirational. I'm so glad I came up with that originally. Go look that up. That that should be my original quote, right? That's got to be an original quote. I'll look it up later, but I'm pretty sure that's original because I when I was writing the script for this, I. I came up with that, alright? So yeah, this was a very tightly scripted episode. Thank you so much for watching. I, I was reading somewhere, it's called, this is called, like, video essays. I called them mini documentaries, same thing. I like making this style of video. It takes a little longer to edit and a longer to write a script for, but I like it. Obviously, I had to hold off on Madden Mobile content, so hopefully that comes out tomorrow. But yeah, thank you so much for watching. And even though it's not relevant to this, always remember, go Chiefs. Thank you so much for participating on the Disney ride that I like to call a podcast, The Sports Experience.